Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. They touch, they touch. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. (laughs) You ain't first. You're last. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto-Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Geico 500 at Talladega Super Speedway here on Running Hot. Last week, Kyle Larson broke his Martinsville curse, picking up his first career win at the paperclip, passing Joey Logano late in the race for the win. Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Chase Briscoe round out the top five. Now, Stevie, I didn't get a chance to watch the race, but I know you did. So give me your thoughts on that Martinsville race. I mean, something has to change. Like, I love Martinsville. I think it's a great racetrack. This car is just not working. I mean, you can't pass. And I know, like... There were stats that came out and said, like, there was a, a ton of green flag passes. No, there wasn't. You know, like, Priest had one of the best cars early in the race, and he got a speeding penalty, which I didn't even think was possible from the first pit stall. Like, it's never been possible before. I guess, like, they were talking about how with this tire, like, it's possible now. So if I'm Ryan Priest, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, he got put in the back, and there's a few cars that were, like, really strong. And then right when they got into traffic, there was just, like, nothing you could do. And then a guy like Joey Logano, who I think he was like 24th or 25th in like green flag speed, ended up finishing second because of strategy. It ended up being like a a strategy who stayed out at the end of the race kind of thing. And I mean, the best car didn't win. Larson was good. He wasn't the best car. I don't know who the best car was because, I mean, everything that we saw, Kevin Harvick was the best car. And even him like on long runs where he was faster than cars, he still couldn't pass him. So I don't know. For someone that had like an outright for Kyle Larson to win, I'm I'm just over overly like disappointed with the race in general. So he was our victory lane pick for a top five. So that was good. But I mean, it was a profitable week, but it just as a fan, man, it, I just I didn't like it. 
Yeah, I understand that. I was also on Kyle Larson's outright. I got it 10 to 1 midweek, but sounds like I didn't miss too much of a race there. Of course, I was in Long Beach for the IndyCar race weekend, but now we are moving on to Talladega. Talladega, of course, being the largest track. So we move from the shortest track, the shortest oval, Martinsville, to the largest oval, Talladega, for another super speedway, another drafting race. You and I always get excited for drafting races. This is kind of our bread and butter, not just from a, a betting perspective, but also a DFS perspective. We've seen two drafting races so far this year. We've seen Daytona and we've seen Atlanta. Obviously, we had some drafting races last year, six in all between Daytona, Atlanta, and Talladega. But moving just to this year's two races, what have we seen from Daytona and Atlanta? And maybe how are you applying those to Talladega? I think we've seen the fact that like we have to respect how good the Fords can push. As far as like potentially generating more horsepower, it was a little bit cooler earlier this year at Daytona. So Fords typically perform well when it's going to be cooler. That's like that's a long history of that. And Atlanta, it was cold. I was there. It was cold. So it didn't shock me like either one of those races that the Fords performed well. So I mean that aspect, but. I just think we have to respect like you have to be able to push well and the Fords can push well, like bottom end Fords cars are pushing better than like top end Toyota and Chevy cars. So I think you want a Ford behind you. That's the the first thought process. And the second thing is like, we talked about it at Daytona, like running position matters. You can't drive through the back of the field. Like we've seen a couple people be able to do it, but it's still a long shot to be able to do something like that. So running position matters more than ever for me when it comes to betting for Daytona and Talladega. I think it's a little different for fantasy, but betting wise, I want running position. I think that matters a lot. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think definitely the first thing I notice is how good the Fords have been. And you mentioned the weather thing, cold at Atlanta. It's it's not going to be cold at Talladega. It's going to be 72 degrees, but it's not as hot as it has been some years at Talladega. So 72 degrees in the forecast. Thankfully, no rain in the forecast. I know we've had some precipitation issues in some of these past couple races. Uh, Obviously, the truck race even being the first time ever that the series or any of the top three series raced in rain on an oval. So some history making there at Martinsville. But no rain in the forecast. We wouldn't be running in the rain anyway at Talladega. Uh, So, you know, we talked about Daytona Atlanta and we talked about what we saw at those races, but how is Talladega different, if at all, in your mind, from Daytona and Atlanta, especially under this current car? Well, I mean, Atlanta, you have like the shallowest fairways. And then when you go to Daytona, it's a little bit bigger. And then when you go to Talladega, you can run like four or five wide. So, you know, back when we had tandem drafting, like Talladega, you would have four or five, two rows of cars just pushing each other. So the wrecks, they still happen, but you have a lot more time to kind of decide where you want to go. The track is wider. So if you throw a bad block, maybe you don't see as big of a wreck. But I mean, data wise, it still have a lot of big time wrecks at a track like this. So it's different as far as like Talladega and you're looking at Daytona. You can't really comp any of them. You just throw super speedway races and you call it a day. But at the end of the day, Talladega is just a track that is so wide and so big that you're going to see massive runs. You're going to see big blocks. And then at the end of the race, I mean, you're going to see a lot of aggressiveness. But I think we see pretty tame first two stages here. Like, we're not getting practice again this week. And I think, like, with no practice, these guys are just kind of feeling these cars out, seeing how they drive in the draft. So 
it's such an interesting concept when you go to a racetrack like Talladega and Daytona and you're like, hey, the first time we're going to be out on the track outside of qualifying is when you're going 190 miles an hour around 30 other cars. So I think we see a pretty tame and and somewhat interesting end. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. For me, you know, just Talladega gets so wide. So you can go three wide through the corner a lot easier than you can at Atlanta or Daytona. You still can, but even easier at Talladega, sometimes even four wide. And then when you come through the trioval there, especially come into the checkered flag, right, where the start finish line is actually past the trioval and closer down into almost into turn one, these cars will be five, even six wide coming to the finish line. We saw some crazy finishes over the years at Talladega. So definitely a little bit different from Atlanta and Daytona in my mind. And I think we'll see more of that again this weekend. So what are you looking for overall just when you're you're trying to analyze different drivers, when you're trying to bet them on a super speedway or maybe Talladega specifically? What are you looking for in your bets this week? I mean, I'm looking for value at the end of the day. You know, we talk about that every week, but I think like this week it matters just as much because, you know, you're going to have some top 10 bets and stuff like that where you're just looking for overall value. And we're going to have a lot more like long shot value this week because, I mean, the variance is high. You can't predict the wrecks. We can kind of see where the wrecks happen as far as like running position. And it could easily go to, we could go to Talladega this week and the 30th place car could wreck. The first two cars running first and second could hit each other and wreck. So the variance is massive here. So, I mean, just, you know, you bet that this week, you bet the variance, you, you let the race have chaos and you have fun with betting this week. You know, this might be a week where, you bet more long shots, but you have less money in play because you're betting more long shots. So if you're not comfortable with something, don't bet it. Nothing is a must bet when you go to like a Talladega or a Daytona. There's going to be a lot of value, but you're not going to feel comfortable about any of the value. And the books have caught up to like betting these long shots and getting the top tens. I blame Nick, you know, for that <laughs> last year when they had a monster week. But I mean, you're not getting a lot. One thing that I did find interesting, Nick, before we like continue to move on, there was a couple books that had top 20 bets this week, Yeah, uh, which bring those back for the regular races. We don't need those at Talladega and Daytona. Bring them back for the regular races. Absolutely. I agree with you there. So nice to see, you know, top 20 bets back. Maybe we'll get some more markets as we go forward. It's looking good for the, the NASCAR betting world in terms of bringing some markets back. So we like to see that. But, you know, you talked about value, you talked to bets. It's time to give our bets. So as always, we're going to take you for a lap around Talladega. That is four turns, one pick from each of us per turn before we drive into victory lane. So we're taking the green flag at Talladega. And like I said, just past the start finish line at Talladega, we're diving into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us in turn one? Going to Eric Jones, top 10 here, plus 170. Eric Jones is a guy that I really like at Talladega. I like him at Daytona, but I like him a lot more at Talladega. He has the highest driver rating through the first five super speedways with the next-gen car. He has six top 10 finishes in the last 10 Talladega races. He's an aggressive guy trying to get to the front, run towards the front, and he does it smart. So he's a smart aggressive where Stenhouse might be like a more of an aggressive driver and maybe not as smart. So I think Eric Jones is someone that's super interesting here, and he has the highest average running position in those five races with this car. So I like his top 10 odds. He's someone that I even looked at like betting outright. I like Eric Jones a lot coming into the week. 
I agree with you. I'm right there. Eric Jones is also my turn one pick. You mentioned six top 10 finishes in his last 10 Talladega races. Well, those finishes were all actually ninth or better. And in fact, four of them were within one spot of a top five. So my pick is Eric Jones' top five at plus 450. He has finishes at Talladega of second, fifth, sixth, and sixth, right? So there's four finishes where if he either was inside the top five or one spot away from the top five, that's one-third of his 12 career starts, and it's 40% of his last 10 Talladega starts. So it's really, really good for Eric Jones at Talladega. And like you mentioned, he's better at Dega than he is at Daytona. And he's won at Daytona before, but at Talladega, especially in the last two years at Legacy Motor Club or, you know, Petty GMS or, or whatever you want to call this team that he's currently with, Eric Jones has been better at Talladega both years. His lowest driver rating at Talladega was better than his highest driver rating at Daytona each of the last two years. So just seems to run better at Talladega and can get towards the front a little bit easier at Talladega. And, you know, he's become even better at super speedways than he was earlier in his career. Uh, He was near the top, like you mentioned, in all the metrics over the last five super speedway races. So just looking at Daytona and Talladega here, removing Atlanta. So really like Eric Jones, you got the top 10 and I'm on the top five. All right, so that is going to be turn one, and we're continuing to draft through turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, give you a little bump here. What do you got in turn two? We're going to go back to the top 10 market. Top 10s are typically like my favorite bet for Talladega and Daytona in general. I like Michael McDowell, top 10, plus 250. This guy has three top 10 finishes in his last four Talladega races, three top 10 finishes in the last five Super Speedway races with this next-gen car. McDowell is one of the best pushers in the Daytona 500. And like we talked about before, the Fords have some type of advantage when it comes to pushing, whether it be the nose, generating a little bit more horsepower potentially in the draft. The Fords are definitely the team or manufacturer that we're looking at this week. And a guy like Michael McDowell, I don't know if like, He necessarily flies under the radar for like us, but the books, he always tends to fly under the radar, like getting him at plus 250 for a top 10, where most of the guys that he finishes around on these tracks are like 140 to 160. I think there's nice value here at this 250 number. Yeah, I agree with that. Michael McDowell is always hanging around. He's one of those guys who's always around and he doesn't seem to get caught up into things too much. So he's not too aggressive where he's starting things, starting incidents, and it just comes down to incident avoidance. And he always seems to be able to do that, which is how he gets into the top 10 here at Talladega. For my turn to pick, I'm going to actually go over to the Toyota camp and I'm going to take Ty Gibbs as the top Toyota at 10 to 1. You can get that at BetMGM. Uh, I did get this earlier in the week at 12 to 1. But now best available line is 10 to 1 at BetMGM. There's only six Toyotas in this race, right? So if there were only six Toyotas, 5 to 1 would be fair odds on every driver in terms of like break even. So the fact that he's 10 to 1, you're getting double that is, you know, he has to be significantly worse than the rest to be there. But Talladega and the draft is the great equalizer. I mean, I think Talladega even more so than Daytona even more so, especially than Atlanta, 
is the great equalizer. So, you know, while Gibbs should correctly be the longest in terms of odds of the six drivers, the lowest chance of finishing as the top Toyota, 10 to 1 is just a little bit too far in my book. You know, he won Atlanta last year in Xfinity. You know, he's had a couple of, of fourth place Toyota finishes here where they have come toward the front of the field, you know, a a top 10 finish at Atlanta, a 13th last year. It's one of those where it doesn't take a lot for Ty Gibbs to finish as the top Toyota. If he's getting some finishes toward the front of the pack, even in the cup series, it just takes that little bit of randomness, that little bit of shuffle for 10 to one to hit here on Ty Gibbs. Yeah. I like this just because like you said, there's what six Toyotas. So Anything can happen. Christopher Bell's had, I, I would I would call it a little unluckiness when it comes to this racetrack, but he's not really corrected it. Super speedways in general. And like Denny is one of the best, if not the best, like active super speedway racer. Blaney's really pushing for that right now because this guy is just a machine. But even Denny with this like new car, his average finish in those five races is a 20.4. Bell's 22.4. So all Gibbs kind of needs is just to stay clean early in the race, which he wasn't able to do at Daytona. So expecting a bounce back. This would be his fourth race now on a super speedway with this new car. Getting some time last year, I think, was huge for him. So I don't think any anybody should be 10 to 1 in a six car scenario when it comes to Talladega. Yeah, I agree with that. I think down nine, nine, eight and a half to one should probably be fair. Like he shouldn't be five to one, but he definitely should be a little bit longer. But I don't think 10 to one is where he should be there. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. So we've made it through turns one and two. We're bump drafting down the backstretch and it's time to go into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. Oh, we got a lot of speed going into three, right? Oh, yeah. We got tons of speed going into three. So, Stevie, what do you have for us going into turn three? I like Eric Jones again, but this time I'm going to take him in a head-to-head. I don't love head-to-heads when it comes to Talladega, but this one, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I like him or Jones over Ricky Stenhouse at minus 105 on BetMGM. We really talked about Eric Jones a little while ago and just how good he's been. But with his six top 10 finishes, Stenhouse has four. Stenhouse has finished 20th or worse in four of the super speedway races with the next gen car. He won Daytona. And I get that. And I understand that. But there's no reason that Stenhouse should be the favorite in this head to head. Jones has finished inside the top 20 in three of those four races. Honestly, my model looking at this has Jones as the favorite. And I think it's just a Daytona 500 win bump here for Stenhouse, and I'm going to play the numbers instead of looking at recency bias here for um, this one. Yeah, totally there with you. Um, We mentioned it. I mean, Jones has been one of the best drivers in the whole series at the super speedways. So I think it is that recency bias coming into play here with Stenhouse winning that Daytona 500. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He's very good at these. But Eric Jones has been among the premier drivers at super speedways in this next gen car. So really like that bet from you there on this head to head for me in turn three, I'm going to stay with a bet here at MGM and I'm going to take Ford as the winning manufacturer at plus plus one forty five. And I think a lot of that has to do with, I'm not even looking so much at last year, but this year with that nose change, the Fords have been incredibly dominant at the drafting tracks at Atlanta Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski combined to lead 187 of the 260 laps. And then Eric Almarola led 17. So, you know, now we're over 200 of the 260 laps led by the top three Ford drivers in terms of laps led in that Atlanta race. Then if we look at Daytona, Ford in the end of the race, they finished second of fourth. So 50% of the top four. They also won stage one. And again, Ford led the most laps. Keselowski at the Daytona 500 led 42. His teammate Chris Buescher, 32. Almirola again, 16. Logano, 12. Over half the race for the Daytona 500 was led by Ford. So both drafting races so far have had more than half the race or even significantly more than half the race led by Ford. All it takes is for them to lead the final lap. So, you know, if you kind of just pull a random lap out of a hat, it's more likely than not it's led by a Ford or we're getting plus 145 here. Listen, I like the Fords. <laughs> I mean, it's it's no secret. We talked about it at the beginning, you know, kind of watching, just watching Daytona and seeing just how good the Fords were pushing in general. It's really hard to not have interest in the Fords. And 
Honestly, I, I mean, it could go to any manufacturer, but I think if we had to pick like a favorite, it would be the Ford. So I have no problem betting the favorite at plus money in my head. So don't mind this one at all. Yeah. So time to move in to turn four. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us in turn four before we, you know, head into the trial there and get slicey and dicey? Yeah, I mean, turn four is I'm just going to call it the funsy corner because you are going to be getting out of that corner with a lot of a lot of momentum. And we'll we'll see what you do with that momentum. But we're going to go to the funsy corner here. I got Ty Dillon top 10 plus 750. I like this for a quarter unit. This isn't like a full unit bet for me. I will say that we talked about top 20 bets. He's even money for a top 20 bet. I would bet a full unit on that. His engine blew early at Daytona and he finished last. Happens, right? You know, there's nothing you can do to predict that. He has five top 15 finishes in his last eight Talladega races. If we get through a couple big wrecks here with Dylan, he should benefit. He's someone that runs towards the back. He doesn't go up there and mix it up. So he's not someone that I'm betting to win the race. I think he very low chance of winning the race. But I mean, I like betting these long odds for top tens at Daytona and Talladega. And honestly, anything can happen on these tracks. So a little funsy bet here in turn four. And I mean, if there is a lot of mayhem in that trial, like you mentioned, a guy like Ty Dillon could benefit from that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think anytime, you know, somebody gets a big run and throws a block, can wreck out a third of the field, then all of a sudden top 20 is super in play for Ty Dillon. He shouldn't be the one that's kind of in the middle of that if he's hanging out towards the back. That's where we get those kind of correlated plays with those, you know, lower tier drivers, the drivers in the lower tier equipment, I should say, because, you know, they're all just kind of hanging in the back. They have a chance to stop and avoid the wreck. And that's how Ty Dillon is going to get into the top 20 and even then have a chance to race his way into the top 10. For my Turn four pick. I'm going to stay with Spire Motorsports, but I'm moving over to Corey LaJoy as the top Chevy at 25 to one. We all know what Corey LaJoy has done in, in super speedway races, drafting races recently at Atlanta. He finished as the top Chevy in fourth place there earlier this year. And if we even go all the way back to 2019, he was racing in the Ford camp. Then he finished as the second finishing Ford in the 2019 Coke Zero Sugar 400. So just looking at a handful of drafting super speedway races, not even two dozen of them, and 25 to one means if this happens one in every two dozen times, we're going to make money. Corey LaJoy is either finished as the top in his manufacturer or near the top in his manufacturer. Overall, just raw finishing number among the whole field. He has finishes of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth in his career at drafting tracks. So, you know, I mean, maybe he'll put a third place finish there this week to continue that chain. But the idea is the guy is getting top 10 finishes. He's finishing toward the front. And when you're finishing toward the front, you have a chance to be top in your manufacturer. Hell, he could have even won that second Atlanta race last year when, you know, Chase Elliott threw a little bit of a block there at the end, as he should have done, rightly so. But Corey LaJoy was in the mix for the win there, which, of course, would have been top in his manufacturer as well. So 25 to 1 just seems a little too long for me here on LaJoy. Someone that's like sneaky good at these tracks. Like at the end of the day, like he runs up towards the front and then like when wrecks happen, you're like, oh, Corey LaJoy's in the back and he avoided it. So like he's just sneaky good at this. So, I mean, I have no problem betting him as the top Chevy I mean, you're getting it at 25 to one, you know, like it's a funsy corner. We're, yeah. you're, you're, we're in the funsy corner. 
Absolutely. We had, to, we had to make the funsy bets. I think those were our you know two longest bets of the week coming out of the funsy corner. So we came out of the funsy corner and we're going through the dog leg and the trioval. We still haven't hit the start finish line, but then we sliced and diced our way across and we won the race. We're in victory lane, Stevie. What do you got for us in victory lane? So looking through everything, I was like, yeah, this week, you know, the books have kind of caught up to super speedways and like betting a lot of long shot top tens. But this one stood out to me big time and I sent it to you and you're like, all right, let's do it. But it's Wallace to win group C. It's Wallace, Larson, Bell and Stenhouse. He's the third favorite in this group. So looking through the numbers, Wallace has a 13.2 average finish on the five super speedways with this next gen car. Larson's at 21.8. Stenhouse is at 20.6 and Bell is at 22.4. Wallace, Blaney, and Kyle Busch are the only drivers to finish inside the top 20 in all five super speedway races with this new car. So my model has Wallace as the favorite in this group while mm-hmm. he's getting like he's the third. So like we're getting really solid bet value on a four racer bet. And I really do like looking through these groups, you know, especially like after qualifying and stuff happens and we tend to find really good odds when qualifying is done. So qualifying doesn't matter at a super speedway. Yeah, we talk about how running position matters, but if we're going to get boosted odds on stuff, these guys are going to have strategy in that first stage when it comes to fuel and pitting and stuff. So I really like this Wallace bet. and don't think you should be the third favorite in this group. I 100% agree here with you, Stevie. Really like this. I'm glad you pointed it out to me because I will definitely be on this one as well. You look at this and and just think about it. It's a four-car group. So again, if everybody was equal, they'd have a 25% chance of winning the group if it was completely, totally random, which would equate to three to one odds. So we just need Bubba Wallace to be a little bit better than a couple other cars in this group. And for me, Larson isn't a very good super speedway racer at all. You mentioned the issues that Ricky Stenhouse has had with finishing some of these races because he's so aggressive. He puts himself into trouble and Bell actually has the lowest average finish of the four. So I'm right there with you. Bubba Wallace arguably and probably is the best of the four in this group just from a knowledge perspective, modeling perspective as well. So I definitely think 280 is just a little too long here. I think something like 250 is probably where I'd bet this too. I don't want to go all the way down to 230 just because Talladega is a pretty random race. So pretty tough to, you know, to guarantee this will be, there is no guarantee, but I'm saying it's pretty tough to guarantee that bubble walls be significantly better than these guys. So wouldn't take it down too far beyond plus 280, but I think somewhere around like the plus 250 range is fine. What What do you think? Like if you were to have like a bet two number. I think 250 is solid. My model has it at like 255, I think. I don't have it pulled up right now, but I think it was like 255. So I think in my head, I mean, I'm betting it until he's the favorite because I do think he's the favorite in this group. But smart betting wise and value wise, I think 250 is a good number. Yeah, there we go. So that is going to do it for us. Four bets each from myself and Stevie plus our victory lane pick. We're on a, a little bit of a roll with victory lane. I think that's uh, two weeks in a row now. So hopefully we'll go three for three. But that is going to do it for the Talladega episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the worth 400 at Dover Motor Speedway, which is our first race on concrete this year in 2023 i loved over motor speedway so i'm excited for that one on behalf of my co-host steven young thanks again for listening and we'll see you back here next week on running hot from action network
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.